The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the second chapter. Glory to you, o Lord. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged, and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and there, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Sometimes it is nice to be reminded that we are humans. It is getting easier to forget what that really means. And every time we do, it is catastrophic. But whether we can detect it or not, our authentic humanity is under attack. Not by evil overlords who threaten to steal it against our will, mind you, but by corporate titans who will sell us the loss of our humanity for a price that we will gladly pay. This month, a major advance in artificial intelligence was introduced. You may have heard of it. It's called ChatGPT. I am not tech-savvy enough to know why it is such an advancement, but apparently it is getting harder and harder to tell the difference between human authorship and ChatGPT's authorship. Just as we can now tell AI to create any kind of art that we can imagine and give some context for, well, so AI is now writing essays or news articles or even King James Bible-sounding ditties. This week, for example, I read a, a little piece where someone had instructed ChatGPT to write a King James Bible-sounding 
teaching on how to remove a peanut butter sandwich from a VCR. It is hard to imagine the most skilled satirist writing something as funny. With such advanced technology, it is getting harder and harder to distinguish human from robotic communication. I can imagine whole term papers or dissertations written by AI with no one the wiser. I can imagine a young man using AI to text message uh, a prospective girlfriend, instructing the AI to be funny and flirtatious. And it seems to be working because the target of his affection is eagerly responding. Only the joke is on him because she is using chat GPT for the same exact reason. I can definitely imagine entire sermons being written in the not-so-distant future with AI. I mean, how can you be sure that this sermon, in fact, was not written by a computer? Magazine articles, blog posts, uh, trade journals. Hey, let's face it, we have already lost the ability to compete with computers at chess. Maybe they're going to take over the creative realm soon as well. Elon Musk may be the savior of social media, but his dabbling in Neuralink is troubling. Neuralink seeks to implant nodes into the human brain to increase a person's cognitive performance, to link us with AI, to cure blindness or paralysis. But once the machine is in your brain, can you be sure that you are really you anymore? Can you be certain that your thoughts will remain your own? Could your mind actually end up in the hands of someone or something else? And even though it looks to be a bust, fingers crossed, and sorry for all of you who are getting Oculus goggles tomorrow morning, Mark Zuckerberg's metaverse is still attracting billions of dollars of investment. Some believe it remains the technology of the future. With mere goggles and remote controls, we can be transported anywhere into the universe. We can pretend to fish, to fight off zombies, to tour the Louvre, explore Pluto, or race in the Indianapolis 500, all from our couch. Whether it is escapism, or conquering the shortcomings of our minds and bodies, or just getting AI to do all of the hard work for us, we are on the cusp of voluntarily getting rid of the secret sauce that makes us human. We are moving closer to a day when it will be harder and harder to tell when our humanity ends and technology begins. We may soon live in a world where our collective memory of what is truly joyful or truly peaceful or truly horrifying will be lost as we give our minds and our hearts and our bodies away to technology that promises us ease and convenience. Science fiction writers have tried to warn us that this day will come to help us look beyond the glossy packaging and the empty promises to the day when our humanity begins to slip away and then is lost.
Science fiction has become more of a roadmap, it seems, than a warning. So perhaps Christmas is the optimal time for us to ask, what really makes us human? After all, this is the story of God becoming human flesh. Humanity was good enough for God. Are we now to turn to God and say that he was wrong? That the shortcomings of these human lives are no longer acceptable to us? If we do say that, aren't we saying that while our humanity was good enough for God, it isn't good enough for us? I'm afraid that is becoming the default position, precisely because the reason that we celebrate Christmas in the first place, the incarnation of God, is being denied with regularity as a fact. Pastors have long rightly complained that the reason for the season is getting lost, and many unbelievers celebrate Christmas as if it were rightfully theirs. But if humanity was good enough for God, what really makes us human? Well, of course, we could write long philosophical volumes and tomes to answer that question, but let me just sum it up with one word. Failure. Yes, there's nothing as human as failure. The very word assumes an ideal a striving, a desire that the mere animal kingdom does not possess. There can be no winning without the prospect of failure. There can be no joy without the prospect of pain. There is no redemption or salvation apart from failure. Failure is universal. We experience failure in our work lives, our home lives, and our spiritual lives. The building of shelter, the producing of clothing, the growing of food, much less winning at life in highly competitive environments, these are all uniquely human pursuits that can and often do go wrong all the time. And that is to say nothing of our sin. With all the prospect of failure, isn't it even more remarkable that God chose to become human? That God lived not only as a human, but during a time in which there was not even so much as the dim electric glow of a screen. The life of Jesus was hard, but it had all of the dimensions of a robust human life. Joy, Sorrow, pain, love, learning, teaching, friendship, death, and conflict. Jesus learned to trade. He experienced loss. He knew deep friendship and betrayal. He was well acquainted with the cycle of life and the failure of man to bring about a perfect world. He witnessed firsthand the failures of the political, the economic, the religious, and the family systems of his day. Those were all part of the human experience then, just as they are 
now. And Jesus did not merely wave a magic wand and make it all go away. Rather, God became flesh to redeem sin, to show us how God's law leads to a better world, and to offer the hope of eternal life. Jesus understands how fragile our life is. His own birth is full of peril. But it is out of hardship. It is out of peril. Out of the possibility of failure that the sweetest victories come. A true, rich human life demands some risk, involves some pain, and will include moral failure. And while technology promises escape from all of that, we will diminish our human natures if we allow it to. The better life is the one that trusts in the God who fully embraced humanity with all of its difficulties and all of its failures and redeemed it all at the cross. That is the Christmas miracle. Not just the birth of Jesus, the entire life of Jesus, from the womb to the cross. A full life that knew pain and love and cruelty and joy and friend and foe alike. Even death isn't the end of the story, for the crucified Christ is risen from the dead. If a full human life is good enough for God, then it is good enough for you too. Therefore, embrace the Christmas story. Not just the birth of Jesus, but the incarnation of God. Resist technology that puts a distance between yourself and your own humanity, and certainly between yourself and God. Embrace your humanity, even the hard parts, for even they will be redeemed by the God who became human to save humanity. Yes, there is no image as amazing as a baby born to loving parents faced with all of the hardships and vulnerabilities that we face, and that baby being the very God himself being the very life that God himself chose. Shall we escape such a human life when God himself chose not to? Amen.